Welcome to Not a Novice, a time of refreshing and upliftment through the unfailing Word of God with Bishop Victor Collins of Sabre. Bishop Collins is the Bishop of the Good Shepherd Church, a dynamic church located in Canal No. 2 Polder, West Bank Demerara, with branches all over Guyana. Now, here is the message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is again to come your way with another series, another version of Not a Novice. Not a Novice. This is where we gain experience. We gain wisdom from the Word of God. This is where we learn the Word of God so we do not behave like people who don't understand anything when it comes to the Word of God and the Kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for such a wonderful privilege. Speak to our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you, tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. Voice of Guyana, 102.5 FM, 3.30 every Tuesday afternoon. Um, There's a a nice pastor who's preaching nice messages. Okay, so spread the word. If it was on social media, we'll say, share, subscribe, and like. Okay, but this one, since it's not on social media, call a friend or tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend that I am your radio pastor, all right? I'm sending an application to be your radio pastor. We're looking at labor, not, labor to be blessed, labor not to be rich. Labor to be blessed, labor not to be rich. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 4, that labor not to be rich, cease from your own wisdom. Labor not to be rich, cease from your own wisdom. Now, I'm not sure how you see the Bible. People say all kinds of things about the Bible, but the Bible is God's word to us. In fact, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. The Bible is what guides us as to how God wants us to live our lives until the day we will die and go and be with him. And so the Bible here is saying that labor not to be rich. Cease from your own wisdom. Cease from your own wisdom. It is your own wisdom to want to labor, to want to work, to want to toil, to want to sweat, to be rich. And so from last week, we uh, looked at the fact that it is rather a blessing that you should labor for. It's rather a blessing you should labor for. Because we looked at Jacob um, and Esau and how Isaac, when he was going to die, did not say, oh, I have money for you, or I have money for you, or I have money for you. He wanted to bless his eldest son to take over. If you want your eldest son to take over from you, is he going to take over your business or you're going to bless him? Because God blessed Isaac. God blessed Abraham. Abraham wasn't somebody who had money until he was blessed. Isaac also, as God renewed the covenant he had with Abraham with Isaac, he was also blessed. And that's why he became rich. And so, as he was about to leave, he also wanted to uh, pass on the blessing of the covenant God had with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. He wanted to pass it on to the elder son, which is Esau. 
or who is Esau in this case? But since Esau sold his birthright, it became Jacob through other means. Hallelujah. There's something they say in the world that it is the end that justifies the means. Max, I don't know if you've heard it before. It's the end that justifies the means. In, in a certain sense, once the result is achieved, how you go there is not really important. Unlike in mathematics at CXE, where you can't write the answer, you have to show how you got to the, <laughs> to the answer. <laughs> I know that Seraph is listening to me from cirrhosis. <laughs> they tell us to show how you got it because as you are doing the CX, you are, you are working on the maths, you look across the, 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 your classmate sitting next to you and you see that the answer is 84. So you look at the answer and you also write 84. It is correct. But the maths teacher wants you to show him how you got to 84. There's a saying in the world that it is the end that justifies the means. It is like, at the end of it all, I can be judged whether how I lived my life was a good way or not. In a certain sense, Jacob went for the blessing that makes a difference in your life. Whether he cheated his brother, whether his mother condoned and connived with him, well, you can say whatever you want to say, but he was the one who at Assad today, his people are fighting with the Palestinians. It is still Israel. It is still Jacob. It is still Israel. The one who, who said, you know what? One day he was fighting. You know, you know remember the story where Jacob Bible says that Jacob uh, met a man in the night. And he wrestled with a man. And then the man, he wrestled so much so that it's like World Wrestling Federation. WWE, Monday Night Raw. They wrestled John Cena and uh, uh, Triple H. I mean, Jacob and the angel of God, they wrestled from the night to the morning. And when it was getting to morning, the Bible says that the man who was an angel, who was actually God, told Jacob, let me go. And Jacob said something. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Oh, somebody. I don't know where you're listening to, uh, to me from. Region 9, Region 10, Region 8, Region 4, West Bank, Canal number 2, Canal number 1, Perfect Harmony. I don't know where you're listening to me from. But God wants you to rather focus on the blessing than on money. Because when, a, when Jacob, so remember, Jacob took his, his, brother's, his brother's birthright. His father blessed him instead of his senior brother. Then he was traveling and he met an angel. And he told the angel, bless me before you go. So the guy was walking in blessing. In fact, Jacob's uncle called Laban. Laban. Rebecca's uh, 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 brother. The Bible says that when Jacob ran away from his brother Esau and went to stay with his uncle and he took care of his uncle's sheep, that's when Rachel and Leah came into the picture. The Bible says that when it came to the time when Jacob was leaving his uncle's house, his uncle didn't want him to leave. And the uncle made a statement that, he's, you know what he said? He said that, I, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you, Jacob. The big man uncle is making a statement that God has blessed him through his nephew. Because what he was actually saying is that the guy who took his, father's, uh, his brother's birthright by his father blessing him, the guy who wrestled with an angel and said, that, bless me before you leave, that guy came into his life and he came with something. He came with something supernatural that could make his sheep multiply. That could make his goat multiply. 
that could change his business, that could change his, 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 his industry, that could change everything he was doing. That's why he didn't want him to leave, and that's why he wanted him to marry all his two children. Because the guy was carrying something supernatural. He wasn't rich. <laughs> Jacob just, was just walking. In fact, I'm sure he was just walking with a staff and some little uh, havasak or some uh, puma or, or uh, 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 Air Jordan uh, havasak or rucksack. Or backpack. You call it backpack, isn't it? Rucksack uh, is Dutch. Okay. Rucksack is Dutch. It's Netherlands. You get it. So, if you look at and I can give you different, 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 different things. Different, different things. Jesus, Jesus went to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. He didn't have money. But when the wine was finished, they got more wine without having to buy. Without having to buy one. You, you need the blessing. The Bible says it is the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. And it added no sorrow to it. And that's why Solomon is saying, and the Bible is telling us here, do not labor. Don't labor. Don't work. Your work, your effort is rather must be to, to, to qualify for a blessing and not money. Now, some of you, when you see money, you get basidi. When you see money, you get stupid. When you see money, you, you, you lose your mind. When you get money, you take off your panties. When you see money, you take off your brazier. When you see money, you do all kinds of crazy things. It is a blessing you need. Believe me, I'm a radio pastor. I'm telling you this afternoon. It is a blessing you need. By these few examples I have given to you. And so, I am trying to encourage you by a few points. Why you should not labor to be rich. And we looked at two points. This afternoon, I want to go to point number three. Labor not to be rich. Because ill-gotten riches can cut your life short. Those who get riches but not in the right way can have their lives cut short. Now, labor not to be rich because ill-gotten riches. Well, why am I even talking about ill-gotten riches and not say riches can cut your life short? Okay, so maybe I can break it into two. Ill-gotten riches and then riches can cut your life short. You see, when you have a lot of money, you can be very careless. When you have a lot of money in this modern world, you can attract thieves and attract bandits. They can take your money and kill you. So, so, so money can actually end your life. There are many people with money who don't sleep. They have hypertension. They have sugar. They have salt. They have uh, 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 what, black pepper. They have mustard. They have all the seasoning. I mean, can, can you imagine if riches, if money is so important... And it's so critical in our life. How can when you get money, it comes with things? It comes with things. I mean, if, if you get money right, you see how many people will start coming to visit you? You see how many people will recognize you? I was watching a, um, a documentary on um, um, this guy, a footballer. Um, uh, uh, David Beckham. Yeah. Beckham. Manchester United. There's a series, a uh, documentary on him. The guy, his popularity, his riches, actually, caught, it caused them their privacy. Why do you and I, when we walk on the road, we don't need no security guard. <laughs> In fact, I always, I always look at, anytime I get a chance to travel to the quarantine or maybe drive over to Suriname, 
I always watch the houses, the little, little houses that are in the, in the, in the quarantine. You, know, you see the houses, small wooden house. You can see that some of them don't even have electricity. Some of them, I'm sure, if they don't have electricity, they don't have flat screen TV. They don't have to go to any place to go and hire pages for somebody to come and be calling them. They don't have, some of them don't even lock their doors because there's basically nothing in the house for anybody to come looking for. But you build a fancy house and then don't put a door or don't put a lock on the door. You, you, you get a heart attack. You get a heart attack. You get it. So when you get rich, when you get money, it, 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 it has the ability to cut your life short. Look at this guy, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. What happened to him? Private jet or some helicopter. Charlie, if he wasn't that rich, he would have been going by a car. Of course, car can also kill you. But some of these small, small, small planes and aeroplanes and helicopters and things like that, sometimes they overlook the servicing. Commercial aircrafts are a little different. And I hear that one of the safest uh, means of travel is by air. So when people die by air, through air accidents, it's quite rare. That could be branch would have been around here. But your money now decides for you that you can't go and join a line and go and sit in a big plane of 200 people. So you want you and your child or whatever to go with a plane that is just you alone. Now, when you say mayday, 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 when there's a problem, there's a small aircraft. You are, it's not a professional something. It's not a big company. You are out. You are off. You are dead. So money... Labor not to be rich because riches can cut your life short. Sometimes you buy a very fast car, very nice car, fast one. Then you step on the accelerator on the London Highway. Before I realize you're gone. I know a certain young man in our church. His vehicle, he'll never die in a vehicle. Because the vehicle moves so slow. I think it's 20 kilometers per hour. I mean, if you tell him, drive from uh, uh, um, Harbour Bridge to Providence Stadium, it can actually take him about 30 minutes to get there. <laughs> the car is so old that it only drives about 20. He doesn't even lock the car. Nobody is chasing him. Nobody's. <laughs> Police don't even stop him because the car is ugly. Now, you, you, you drive a nice car and see if people will stop you on the roadside and, 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 start, and start bothering you. You understand what I mean? <laughs> so, that's why you shouldn't labor to be rich because. Riches can cut your life short. Then there's ill-gotten riches. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10 and 11. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10 and verse 11. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge sitteth on eggs, and hatcheth them not. So he that getteth riches and not buy right shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end shall be a fool. Wonderful scripture. I want to read it again. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 10 and 11. I am the Lord who search the heart. I try the rings even to give every man according to his ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. As the partridge sits on eggs and hatcheth them not. You see, you think that it's automatic that when a hen or a partridge sits on eggs, 
that it will hatch. God is saying that just as a partridge will sit on an egg and it will not hatch, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end shall be a fool. So just like the partridge sits on the egg and then there is no, there is no fruitfulness or there's no benefit to the partridge as to the sitting down on the eggs. So is somebody who gets rich in an ill manner, ill-gotten riches. You will not enjoy it. You will not enjoy it. Just as the hen will sit on eggs. I mean, when a hen sits on eggs, you expect that with the temperature and all the things that, the conditions that are available, with just a few days or a few weeks, the egg should hatch. In fact, there are some eggs, sometimes when you buy them, you don't take care. When you crack them, you see that, ah, the yolk was actually beginning to form. The Bible says, God says that he is God. And he tries the reins. He searches the heart. He knows secret things. Things that people don't know, he knows it. And he's saying that people who get rich in an ill manner, they are like the partridge that sits on an egg that doesn't hatch. He's a God who can, who will look at you, you will get riches if it's not in the right way. He will make sure that you don't, in the midst of your days, you leave, the, you leave the riches. So what is the use of riches, number one? And then ill-gotten riches. You see, money is such that people want to get money. By hook or by crook. Oh, Jesus. I said by hook or by crook. Money has the ability to dictate, to decide, to help, to push to, to, to change things in your life that many people want to get rich. Get rich or die trying. I mean, get rich or die trying. It's like your effort must be towards getting this money. Because like when you get money, your life will become nice. And of course, when you have money, you can do a lot of things. But the Bible says that the focus shouldn't be the money. And if the focus is on money, then I am teaching that is a blessing of the Lord you need. So, when you get money, it can cut your life short. And when the money is even ill-gotten riches also, God said you will sit on the money like a hen sits on eggs, a partridge sits on eggs, and it does not hatch. It means that you work, get the money, and you will not enjoy it. I remember many years ago, I had a story of um, a man, businessman, who worked very, very, very hard. Worked very, very, very hard. And um, he built a nice house. Built a nice house for his family. Now, I think it was about a week before, it was actually a surprise to the wife and the children. So a week before he was getting ready to move into the house, he got into a car accident and he died. <laughs> Richesu, it can cut your life Short. Let me tell you, there's no guarantee and security when you work so hard for money. When I, I, I used to work somewhere in Europe, my Lord and my God, I was telling the church a few years ago that it took me a long time to forgive my boss. <laughs> my job was a nice job. You know, I used to travel. I used to get benefits. I used to drive. Company will take care of me here and there. I mean, I'll fly. I used to fly from Amsterdam Schiphol to um, Vienna Airport in Austria. I go to Strasbourg in France. 
you go to Germany, you go to, you know, these places, nice places you go. You go to the UK, you know, Bromley, Freeman, all kinds of places I would go. My boss fired me out of the blue. It really went into my heart. And it took me a long time before I forgave my boss. Because the work was nice. It was giving me a nice life. It, it made me feel like I was, I was a great man. Because it was an opportunity many black people in my, in my days and in my circle didn't have. So, riches can. Riches can. Riches can. Take your life away. It will cut your life short. That is why you should not focus on riches, but focus on blessings. The next point I want to give to you is that labor not to be rich because riches are deceptive and can deceive you. So, so riches actually is, is, is like the devil. Why am I saying that? Because, let me, let, me, let me give you this scripture and then we'll continue just in case you want to argue with me on radio. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. The Bible says that, and the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the last of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Deceitfulness of riches. Who is the deceiver in this world? It's the devil. Who deceived Adam and Eve in the garden? Or who deceived Eve? Not Adam. The Bible says it was a woman who was deceived, not a man. <laughs> it was the woman who was deceived, not a man. That's what the Bible says. So the deceiving and deceiver is devilish. And it's from the devil. So when riches has the ability to deceive you, it means that you are, you are experiencing something that is very evil. Amen. That is why the Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. Not God and the devil. Not God and the world. Not God and sin. God and money. Mammon is a, is a Greek word for, for money. Why does money now, why does Jesus now put money on the same platform with God in terms of service? Because money is like a God. Are you there? So it's deceitful and it, it, it can deceive you. The deceitfulness of riches. Let me tell you, money can be like a mirage. You know mirage? You're driving on the road. And you see like there's, there's, there's water ahead of you. And then as you get closer to it, it moves further. Then as you're getting close to it, then it moves further. You never get to the water. It appears like water, but you never get to it. It's called a mirage. That's how riches are. If you get little, you want more. Ask those who gamble at Superbet. Ask them. Superbet, whatever bet, whatever bet. <laughs> there are some people, they have shares in Superbet. I know some. And I'm sure you too, you know some. They gamble. They sit down. They scratch cars. They do all of that. They win 2000 the next time they are, they, are, they, are, they are going again. They go to these uh, gambling places. They put in coins. They get, they put it back. They get, they put it back. Because they say, ah, if I got this 10,000, I'm sure I can get another 20,000. So, so it's, it's deceiving. It's like the mirage. It's like the mirage. It is like a mirage. So do not labor to be rich because riches are deceiving and they can deceive you. Even as a man of God. If you get a lot of money, you can be deceived. Money can change your ministry. Money, as a pastor, if I get a lot of money, it can change my mind. 
Why you have a lot of money? It can easily make you not respect people. Many rich people don't respect people. It is very difficult to be rich and humble. Because your money can speak for you. Your money can do a lot of things. Are you with me? And so, I want to leave you here with these two points for uh, uh, today. Remember that labor not to be rich because ill-gotten riches can cut your life short. And then, labor not to be rich because riches are deceiving and can deceive you. It's like the devil. Okay? I want to pray with you. All right? I want to pray with you that you will, you will touch a blessing. Now, what, what you, that you touch a blessing. That some of you are laboring. Every week you draw your pay, you still don't see your way. It's not the pay. It's a blessing you need. And I want to encourage you, if you're a Christian, you're listening to me, make sure that you have a good relationship with your pastor because he's one of the agents of blessings in your life. You know what I'm telling you? I said your pastor is one of the agents of a blessing in your life. If I were you, I'm a, you're a Christian and you go to a church, take your pastor very, very, very serious. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening that they'll strike a blessing this week in their lives and that that blessing will take them higher and further and deeper in life. Let a young man who's listening to me in Georgetown, let a young woman who's listening to me in Canal number two, let a lady who's listening to me in London, let that person strike, strike blessings like Jacob did. Let their lives be transformed forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you're not saved. You're not born again. Pray this prayer with me. You need to go to heaven when you die, okay? Pray with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I believe in Jesus. I open my heart and I receive Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I want you to give an offering. I want you to give an offering, all right? Remember, it is the offering will bring you blessings. Offering will give you blessings. The Bible says that if you sow, you reap. All right, so give an offering. Our MMG number is 614-7909. 614-7909. Give an offering. Give 5,000. Strike a blessing this afternoon. Give 5,000. Give 10,000. Give 20,000. The money that you have to give, you are giving it for a blessing. You get it? Bible said Cornelius, he was somebody who used to give money and he used to pray. That is what attracted God to show himself to him in a dream. And it was a blessing. How many of you see God in a vision? And so give an offering, 10,000, 5,000, 1,000. Father, bless every life who is giving today. Let them receive a blessing. Let them receive a blessing, oh God. That will change their lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I hope you've learned something. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in today. I pray for them. I pray for their lives. I pray that they will see the benefit practically in laboring for a blessing and not for riches. As they labor for a blessing, let their lives be transformed like that of Abraham. Let their lives be transformed like that of Jacob. Let them be transformed like that of Isaac. Let the blessing of the Lord that make it rich, let them practically tap into it. I think that nobody at the sound of my voice will labor to be rich. But that person, that individual who is hearing and listening to me will labor to be blessed. Thank you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord honor you. And Lord open your eyes to blessings from today. May your eyes not be open to riches, but may your eyes be open to blessing. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory for every life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week. 
We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call 592-691-5301 or 592-628-2227 or email us on notanoviceservice at gmail.com. God richly bless your day.